Scott Marketing, a podcast with ideas, strategies, and tactics to help small businesses create smarter marketing. I'm Mia Feilman, a professional marketer and the founder of Campaign Del Mar. And in this show, I chat with creatives and strategists about different aspects of marketing, but without the fluff. Let's dive in. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Got Marketing Podcast. Today, I am joined by Niharika Sodi, and she is a 21-time medium top writer and the owner of Summit 21. She's helped 70-plus writers across 30-plus countries, and she's really passionate about side hustling and holistic living. I came across Niharika on Medium, where we are both writers, and it was this particular article that she wrote, which was six truths nobody tells you about selling a course. And I found myself nodding furiously as I was reading this article, thinking this woman is absolutely speaking my language. So I reached out to her on LinkedIn and asked her to come on and talk to me about the myths and the misconceptions around marketing an online course. So welcome to the show, Niharika. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So I would love to start by hearing your brand story. I want to hear the juicy bits, but not just the highlights reel. (laughs) So to be honest, I didn't know it's called a brand story or personal branding. These are terms I came across only when I like joined Twitter. Because I was just putting out stuff I like and uh, without following any rules. I don't believe that everybody needs to have like a niche, at least when they're starting out, because it's important to start and figure it out later. That's all I was doing across platforms. I was writing on LinkedIn. I was putting out my thoughts. I have been writing online for eight years. So a lot of people online think on LinkedIn and Twitter and Medium that there's a sudden success. But I've been writing since I was eight years old. I've been writing online on platforms since eight years. So it's actually a lot of years of work. And you know how those small efforts compound and bring you results. So I think that's all that there is. So my brand story has just been talking about things that are going on in life. Say that there was one time that I spoke a lot about losing weight and being healthy. But that's because I was on a journey to battle obesity and drop 55 pounds. So I would read and research and I wanted to help somebody else there. And that goes the same for side hustling. I was in a nine to five pursuing a side hustle. And I just wanted somebody else like my three month old self or my, you know, one year past self to get some help that I didn't. And that's helped people. So I guess like that is my brand story for now. I love that because it comes from a place of authenticity. You are not setting out to market or to sell to someone. You're just out there to share your gifts with the community. And I mean, we talk about, I'm a professional marketer. So like we talk about strategies all the time and you need a social media strategy and you need a digital strategy and you need a marketing strategy. And I call BS on all of that. I think that as a brand, You need one strategy and one strategy only, and that is to be of value to your audience. And so you approaching this almost intuitively from a place of how can I deliver value to my audience is genius. It's actually marketing genius. Yeah. And also Summit 21, I never had a dream to create a course because things were already going well for me. I never wanted a course and the entire 
now we can call it a business which does sell out it is a product of want wait because i just put out a tweet saying do you think you'd need my help in being consistent um knowing what works on what platform and i put out a few bullet points and uh, comment and i'll dm you something and i actually invited over 70 people to be a part of the first run which was free of cost and then i shortlisted 40 people from 20 different countries and i still thought that i'm just teaching them really simple things i don't think it will make a world of a difference to them but it did because the thing is sometimes we undervalue ourselves what comes easy to me may be difficult for somebody else and they can learn just like you like what comes easy for you can be really difficult for me because i don't know anything about sales or marketing my only knowledge comes from medium articles and like you said like i'm very intuitive so i just follow my intuition so that entire course now has come from a tweet with an intention to deliver and be of value if i wouldn't have put out that tweet i wouldn't have known that that's a problem that i can help with and it actually works it's effective so having the right intention really matters it so does like you can't fake authenticity you just can't so having that approach i think is exactly what business owners should do so tell me a little bit about summit 21 like what is the program so the program is for writers to be consistent it's not platform specific how it differs from any other courses out there about being consistent is because it's sustainable i'm not going to make people feel bad because they didn't turn up 5 days out of 21 days because i tell them that if you want to take an off you should without feeling guilty because the best ideas come from living to go out on dates go for a travel go eat some good food hang out with friends have time spend time with family and you should not feel guilty for it and this is a part of the process as well because when they start feeling that way they will be more comfortable with themselves as writers because online everybody's just talking about publishing every day working for 12 hours hustle 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 i don't believe in that hustle it doesn't have to be a hustle it needs to be fun so it shows writers how can they be better writers how can they be consistent across platforms with an easy strategy and how can they use twitter to be better copywriters how can they generate more ideas so it's a very holistic all-rounded writing course for somebody who wants to be a digital writer and increase their personal brand and build an audience it just it's also related you know totally and you've seen a lot of success with this program now as you said it sells out every time that you offer it and so i have a question which is do you think there's such a thing as passive income because as you said in the intro you've been writing for 8 years building this audience for 8 years so is that a contradiction in terms so i only started taking writing seriously in 2020 when the pandemic hit like a lot of our lives changed that time right i just got so much time at home because my commute was out and going to the gym was out so that's how i started writing online and that's when i monetized it before that i wrote for fun the intention was just to have fun and uh, give value I had a really famous Instagram page not like 100k but 11k followers all authentic all organic 
and it wasn't about the numbers as much as the dms i got saying oh you know because of your tips i lost weight or my skin is better and things like that but i deleted all of that because instagram was a lot of vanity for me and um, mm. i know i can give more value if there's no vanity involved i don't want to wake up feeling insecure work so much on filters and things like that to circle back to your question yes passive income is a thing but you need to do a lot of active work to get passive income for instance i do have substantial passive income coming from affiliate marketing but i'm not i've never tried hard to be an affiliate it's just like if i've done three courses and i like them and they've worked for me and i have a proof of results then i know that somebody else is going to benefit from it so i think intention makes all the difference because nobody earns money by wanting to earn money or <laughs> by wanting money it just doesn't happen so yes it is a thing but it requires a lot of active work youtube is passive income medium articles are passive income some articles published months ago make money so it definitely is a thing but i don't think it should be a goal the goal should be to have fun and everything else all good things will come from there yeah i guess my perspective is that like sure i go to bed and i wake up in the morning and i've made a sale but that wasn't passive <laughs> i broke my back for 3 years <laughs> building this program teaching this program so that previous students now tell new students to do it marketing this program and then before that the 21 years as a professional marketer learning the knowledge that i now teach in the program so technically i made some money in my <laughs> sleep but not really yeah but what if you like um spend 2 hours to put out a guide like i spent half an hour to put out a checklist but it hasn't even been i think 5 months and it's still in like nearly 2000 inboxes some people have chosen to pay for it when it's for free that is passive income but i get where you're coming from because the thing is people like us we put so much of ourselves into creating our products they're like a little babies so yes. that's why like it's so easy to get a little defensive like the first thing even i said was it hasn't been easy i've been writing online for many years because mm. it just happens Yeah. So do you think for those listeners out there that everyone should run out and create an online course? They are the hottest latest thing. Everyone is telling them that they should be launching an online course, no longer exchanging time for money, converting their service-based businesses into an online course. Do you think that is the solution to all the problems that exist with the service-based business? Absolutely not. and um like i said if you if you just want to do it to make money it's probably not going to happen because your motivation will be really different and also you can everybody can make a course everybody does have something to teach the question is are people going to buy it and why would they buy it from you if people are buying summit 21 they have seen me for 2 years to have linkedin posts with millions of views or um, do well on medium and uh, do well on twitter like i only joined twitter about 8 months ago and there are over 5000 followers without following any strategies hacks algorithm it's just by being me so where is your credibility and why should somebody learn from you and i would also say if you want an online course do online courses a lot of people want to create products they have never been a part of invest those few hundred dollars to see what's the pattern otherwise it's like you're going to reinvent a wheel which is already there so it definitely isn't an answer to passive income and things like that 
it just doesn't work that way if things were that easy all of us would be millionaires you know i wholeheartedly agree with that and i think that there is so much to creating and marketing an online course that people do not see that they think that you know it's like building a website i build the website and then all the traffic comes and it's like building the website is the easy part. Getting people to visit the website is the real work. And that is the exact right. same thing with the online course because now everyone has an online course. Everyone <laughs> is an online course creator. We're seeing that across the entrepreneurial ecosystem. We're seeing it across the creator ecosystem. Like we're seeing creators like you find a lot of success in their craft and then want to monetize that by teaching other people how to create but then we're also seeing traditional learning institutions like universities offer short-term courses so my particular marketing course competes with all of those people including traditional universities who are now offering you know a six-week course in digital marketing so it is a cluttered and saturated environment so exactly as you said why you why you Exactly and if i can also add two things first is that you don't need 100000 followers you just need 10 people to believe in you that's it you don't need to compare yourself that okay i have summit 21 but then there is a 4000 dollar writing course there's a 500 dollar writing course these are the two courses i like but then there are hundreds of other courses that exist but i'm not in competition with them i'm not in competition with anybody because i didn't quit my job to get myself stuck in a hamster wheel secondly summit 21 can be very easy passive income for me it can i can record video spend 4 hours sell it and make money in my sleep but the fulfilling bit of having a course is interacting with people knowing people mm. having conversations learning their pain points and actually having them overcome it for instance somebody else can learn from summit 21 from for from videos but a mom telling me that hey i'm doing my 9 to 5 I'm also side hustling and I also have like a year old baby. So what do you suggest I do? Should I just do the tweets? Should I focus on long form? How often should I go about it? That's an entirely different conversation and that's inspiring for me that a mom out there is doing these kind of things and her life is 100 times busier than mine. It's so busy. So don't direct energies just for passive income because I could have I've kept a 3 month gap between my course that's 3 months of not earning money from this course and I'm fine with it because I'm working behind the scenes to make it better mm. and um, I had 30 people and then 25 people and I lowered it down to 15 because I want to focus so much more on people and learning their problems and so many course creators have been told or are not willing to do that they're not willing to offer the support the accountability the handholding but as we know i can go and download checklists and templates from the internet it's not hard to find if you know where to look the real transformation happens when someone supports you when someone gives you that tailored advice like you did for that mom and you're like all right in your particular circumstances this is what i would recommend this is what i would prioritize and so i guess it comes back to doing things for the right reasons exactly and, yeah and living that life of purpose like if you infuse purpose and value into everything that you do it will repay dividends for sure right and also i focus on delivering value and service because 
I know that if I conduct 10 summit 21s, I speak to 200 people, I'm going to know the pain points of writers more and more. Mm. I'm not in a rush to scale, to grow big. I'm just turning 26. I think there's a lot of time ahead in front of me. So it's fine. I want to enjoy things. So the learning period will never come again if I just make it into an online thing. So I want to be there. I want to learn from people. I know their pain points because then there are hundreds of other people who have the same pain points as them. Maybe mothers have similar pain points. Maybe working dads have similar pain points. Stay-at-home dads have different pain points. Things like that. So it can resonate with so many people. I can solve for more issues when I learn to work on the ground level and learn about more issues, right? I've said this a lot. I'm a mom of two and I've just recently turned 40. But I've said this, that we as a generation, millennials, can learn so much from your generation of Gen Z. Like your priorities are right. Like we just work ourselves into the ground, like burnout like you've never seen before. And then your generation has come along and you're just like, nope, not doing that. Not doing that because our parents told us we had to have children and we had to have these corporate jobs and we had to buy a house and we had to do the white picket fence. And it's like, it's so inspiring. Like, I can't tell you how inspiring it is to hear that. No, I'm working to live, not living to work. (laughs) So, 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 so good. The other thing that I don't think that we're talking about enough is the business owners so afraid now to talk to customers, like to literally pick up the phone or to talk to them because, and like, I get it. We've just been through a horrific couple of years where we've been locked down and the only contact that we've really had with a lot of the outside world is online and it is digital and it is social. And so that first kind of in-person interaction can be a little bit awkward. But as a marketer, there is nothing more valuable than just talking to a customer. And exactly as you said, hearing directly from the horse's mouth what they're struggling with, because then that helps you to optimize your content and solve new problems for them. It's like eating your vegetables. Talking to your Mm -hmm. customers in marketing is eating your vegetables. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And why not? I mean, especially because for me, nobody who I'm working with is even in my city. 90% of them or 95% are not even in the country. So it's very easy to talk to somebody And you'd be surprised how willing people are to open up today. More and more people are willing to be vulnerable after the pandemic hit. I don't know what happened. Was it more self-awareness with spending, you know, more time at home and things like that? I'm seeing more people open up about abuse. That's a big deal. Who does that? And that too, not to people, but online with an intent that somebody else feels like they're not alone, right? So Mm. honestly, just go and talk because see I'm very lazy so most of my strategies are to get work done ASAP to get the solutions to my problems as soon as possible so I would just ask like somebody told me that hey you know like um, I'm 20 years older to you I've worked in education curriculum for really really long and I think this is not good this is I think you should shorten the course size and I did it because I cannot work for 20 years and get the experience that she has but I can learn it from her And that just happened by having a conversation outside of my course, just as a friend, because I felt like I vibed with her content. So it's these small things that matter. And also the part where you said about Gen Z's, 
I think that's also because we're lucky with the digitization. We're lucky with opportunities. For instance, last five years, internet in India has completely changed. It's so cheap. It's accessible to all. For $5 a month, we get unlimited high-speed internet. And I think we have an edge over others that way. But this is something that didn't exist five years ago. It was really expensive, just like it is in Australia and in the States and in UAE. So I also think it's where opportunities have come in to us across the world. Digitization has picked up. Five years ago, people weren't on LinkedIn like they are right now. And when you have an opportunity, you can afford to think that way. That, okay, I'm going to work for four hours. I'm not going to settle for eight hours. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But uh, let's be honest, if it was 15 years ago and we were struggling to put, you know, food in front of our families, we probably wouldn't have the luxury to think that way. So let's not dismiss that we have the luxury to do so that I can go out there and say things like Steve Jobs says that work takes a big part of your life. So might as well make it fun. (laughs) But that's because I can say it. I probably couldn't say it like if I was 25, 15 years ago. Precisely. Yeah, absolutely. Got Marketing is brought to you by Campaign Del Mar, a marketing education platform for entrepreneurs. Master the fundamentals of marketing, nail your email marketing strategy, or join my signature program, Campaign Classroom, and learn how to create killer marketing campaigns. These are not the kind of online programs where you are left floundering, unsure how to put theory into practice. Nor will these programs sit unfinished for months. You can expect accountability, a supportive community, and to walk away with practical, real-world marketing skills. Learn more at campaigndelmar.com. So how important do you feel that having a established or large audience is when it comes to marketing your online courses? Because you do have a huge audience across (laughs) Medium, LinkedIn, Twitter, like you are like popping. I, and I don't know why it happens because <laughs> I am I am known for leave, leave, uh, leaving the website that I grow in. Like I deleted my Instagram. My Quora has 60,000 followers. I don't even know why. They've been 60,000 since the last three years. But I didn't really do anything groundbreaking there. I just like answered a few questions and I stopped working there as well. So I don't think having a huge audience is important at all. It makes you more credible. Like, see, you are reaching out to me. So it makes me more credible that I, you know, people are following me for a reason. For marketing purposes, again, it doesn't help as much as you think it does. It's not that if I put out something on LinkedIn tomorrow to 27,000 people, then 20,000 of them or even half of them are going to buy it. It doesn't work that way. But With my 5,000 Twitter followers, maybe I'm going to cater to their problems and they will. So it helps, but it doesn't define your success at all. It's definitely not a success metric. Mm, Such good feedback. Because I think that there's so many people out there hesitating because they've only got, you know, 2,000 Instagram followers or only 500 LinkedIn followers. But followers does not equal dollars. by any stretch of the imagination. At all. And I have had one-on-one conversation with nearly all top medium medium writers. And they talk about this as well, that just because they're up there, a lot of people think that they're too far. And you know that, oh, like that person is a guru. So I don't know if I want to learn from him. I want to learn from somebody who's closer to where I am. Maybe they don't understand my problems. And they experience these difficulties as well. 
and it's not that um, you know if somebody with 80000 followers will not even pull in 5% of their followers into their course it just doesn't happen but somebody with like one third of those followers can just pull out the same numbers so you don't need to have like you know 1000 fans if you have like 20 fans you uh, you'll make 20 sales it's okay it all depends on how engaged they are like i don't have a huge following anywhere i have a big ish email list and i dedicate a lot of energy to them and i look after them and that's how i make money but on the outside you wouldn't be like wow she's a influencer and a massive writer still though i have no trouble selling my online programs so um i think that there's a lesson in that for all of us not to focus on the vanity <laughs> I experience exactly the opposite because uh, one of my friends would meet me and they're like oh now you're a linkedin influencer and i'm just like no i am not somehow people end up resonating with what i'm writing but linkedin is one place where i have the largest following but i put zero effort there most of my content is repurposed because to think of it as where i'm spending my time linkedin is the only platform where i'm not being paid twitter helps me make money medium helps me make money but linkedin is just something i do for fun and i'm not putting a lot of energy to it i'm not as consistent there but people just resonate but i i just don't like the term influencer because sometimes a lot of people try too hard to chase the metrics and it doesn't come to them but then sometimes when you just doing fun things and you have the right intent the numbers do eventually follow and you cannot chase a number if i want 10000 twitter followers I really can't control that. I can start tweeting 10 times a day. I can't control that, you know. So just have fun with the process and the outcome will follow. Oh, I love that. That is such a great place to end this chat. Are there any other lessons or words of advice that you'd like to offer to people specifically thinking about launching an online course? Yeah, I would say that don't reinvent the wheel just if you're lazy like me then don't do everything from the scratch look what others are doing and just shamelessly steal and i don't mean that plagiarize but if there are five things like see in this podcast you know what what works for mia and for me so learn from us and use that instead of figuring out on your own there are just way too many free and paid learning resources available and uh, also know why answer why should somebody do it and why should somebody do it through that will put a lot of things into perspective yeah this is such a good point i have a bone to pick with those marketers out there that will say to you oh don't worry about what your competitors are doing just focus on you and just ignore your competitors and i actually think that that is colossally ship advice because like Of course you need to be aware of what your competitors are doing. Like definitely need to know what they're offering in relation to you, how they're delivering it. Otherwise, you are just completely you could be launching an inferior product. There is no market for your product because it is being taken care of much more efficiently, much more affordably than what your competitors are doing. So I think that's actually really really terrible advice. And so definitely do a competitor analysis to understand what exists and what you're going to take and what you're going to leave for your particular offering yeah and also create a product after you see that that's an issue don't create something and try to sell it by making people think there's an issue because that just doesn't work that's really pansy 
just if you're on twitter or on any platform you can see what makes people angry what's not working out for them and if you think you can help them there that's your product just don't create exactly. something because like don't create another twitter course because there are twitter courses if you have like 300 followers and you create a twitter course nobody's going to buy it do you know why people create that though because it solves a problem for them so like <laughs> oh I'm a mum, I'm at home, I want some income, so I know I'll launch another Twitter course. That's great for you, but that doesn't necessarily give you a market for your product. The way to go and figure out if you've got a market for your products is to pick up the phone and ask somebody whether they need this. And without and a need, credibility. Yeah, also credibility. Right. If if you haven't been there and done that, nobody's going to learn from you. If people are learning from me, it's only because they've seen a journey. And if I'm learning from somebody else, it's only because I really do look up. Like I took a stoicism course from somebody I genuinely look up to. I've been following him for a few months. I love to read what he writes. I love how he has his IT career balanced, and he's a stoicism practitioner for eight years. I mm. recently bought Justin Welch's course, and it was about content operating systems. And I know that okay, if learning from him for an hour is going to make my life easier, is going to save hours of my work, I'm going to pay for that. Mm. So it's solving an issue for me. So think like put yourself as a consumer if you can't make the effort to do other things. Exactly, and don't just throw on the pile. Like, actually, go out there and see what's being offered, and see if there's a gap in the market where you say, okay, someone is offering this, but they're not talking about this, and I've qualified this as a real problem that people need help with, and so I'm going to build an online course around that. Yeah, exactly. Like I saw other consistent writing courses just focusing on consistency, but I want to focus on sustainable consistency because mindset matters. We can't. I don't like playing dirty on human psychology. I don't like making putting somebody down and tell them that the only way to come up is by you know buying my stuff. It doesn't work that way, you know. So for me, sustainability and being kind and improving somebody's mindset is a big deal. So that's where a lot of my focus goes, and even if it's inconsistent writing. Oh, I love that. I like to sleep well at night and I don't think I would sleep well if I used shame-based language or fear-mongering exactly. or that false scarcity. Like there's only two more days to sign up and then you like a week later, they're still talking about it. And I'm like, I thought the doors closed the two days ago. The discount is still there. <laughs> the discount is still there. It's like, The number one thing in marketing is to earn trust and we have completely like taken it out and just hit it across a wall and ground it into the dirt. That's what we've done with people's trust. And so now we're living in a society where no one trusts anyone because of these kind of underhanded tactics. Exactly. I feel that. I've been on the receiving end of many of such mails. Yeah. Oh, me too. I did a whole campaign about it, actually. I'll send it to you, um, where I impersonated a guru, like the, you know, scale your business to seven figures in your sleep. And um, it resonated hard with people because they were just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we are so sick of those people feeding us these lies about how 
easy it is to create a million dollar business or billion dollar business I'm here I, I think like, these courses are multi-level marketing you know like yes. they, they just make money off you by teaching you how to make money and you never make money out of those techniques they're so simple. that's exactly right I, I say the exact same thing it's a pyramid scheme and um it's mining the miners. How, are you familiar with this expression yeah. where like the only people that made money in the gold rush after the initial like finding of the gold were the people selling the miners more expensive tools. It's like, oh, that axe is not good enough. You need a more expensive axe. And that that pan is not, you know, good enough. You need a, a more expensive pan. So they're just mining the miners. Yeah, I get that. It has been an absolute pleasure. The last 30 minutes have just absolutely flown. I would um, like to thank you sincerely for carving out the time and joining me. And I'd love to have you back on the Gut Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This conversation was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. You listened right up until the end. So why not press that subscribe button and keep the good marketing rolling? You can also connect with me, Mia Fileman, on Instagram or LinkedIn, and feel free to send me a message. I'm super friendly.